Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of Talk Beauty. I'm Emily. I'm Rosa. And I'm Bella and it's time to talk beauty. We've heard from so many of you since episode one. So many people have gotten in touch with us and we love hearing from our Talk Beauty fam. And so many people have said that they're new to skincare. Don't you think that's true? So many people talking about how they're new to skincare and interested in skincare. Yes, I feel like 2020 has been the year to discover this world. You know, it has been for me, so. (laughs) It's been the year of skin, hasn't it? Yeah, totally. While um, lots of people have said that, you know, they're, they're trying to get to know their skin and, and investing in their, in their skincare regimes. I'm not big on holes, as you know. I'm, I'm pretty minimal when it comes to skincare. And I think that for a long time, the culture on YouTube, on the internet, on social media was this idea of holes. You know, here's a big list of things that you need. You need to go out and buy all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was never the idea when we came up with this idea for Talk Beauty. No, definitely not. We definitely don't want to make people go and spend all their pay. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And I think the idea in our philosophy is that you invest in, in, in high quality products, um, but it doesn't mean that your shopping list needs to be very long. So today we're talking about anti-holes. So the things that you are not going to buy and it's become cool not to buy things. 100%. We don't want to be over consumerist, do we? No, no, not at all. So we had a couple of um, DMs and things that made us think about this idea of the anti-hole. We decided to think about a list of, if you're new to skincare, what are five things that you do not need? First of all, welcome to skincare. We welcome you. (laughs) Nice to have you. This is very hard for the ad to cart girl, I've got to say, but well, I'm willing I, to listen. And I learn. know you're going to be very uncomfortable. <laughs> we are sorry for you. We are praying for you at this time. You'll be okay. You'll get through this. <laughs> Everything I've learned about skincare and makeup, I learned from YouTube. And it's probably, be, probably been 15 years of research for me. And there's a few things that annoy me. And I don't think that you need them if you're new to skincare. Number one, the skincare fridge. What? Have you heard of this? No. <laughs> We're talking like a mini bar in your bathroom. Like for snacks. Is this for snacks while you're doing your makeup? <laughs> Look, if it was for snacks, I would support. But unfortunately, it's not for snacks. So this is a tiny little fridge. And they range in price from about $70, but they're very, they're very cool now. So I've seen them selling in Australia for about $220 oh, as well. Wow. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And what is this fridge for? Yeah. So the idea—it's not for snacks. No. Wine? No. For wine? Oh, for wine. Not for wine. Okay. I might be too small. A bottle in there. It's much. It's really small. It's really really small. So the idea is that you plug your skincare fridge into your bathroom and you store some skincare in there. So the recommendation is that you put things in there like um, moisturizers, eye creams, um, sheet masks, normal masks, tube, things in tubes. And there's some pretty outlandish claims. Claim number one, they extend the shelf life of a product. Um, Not correct. 
isn't it called shelf life because it can live on a shelf? Like, I don't understand this. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. need a fridge. This is not a carton of eggs, okay? This is a moisturizer. It's not going to extend the product's shelf life. And the other claim is that products work better when they are cold. Ugh. No, no, no. <laughs> this is not true. This makes me so angry. They just feel cold. That's love, it. Love when you get worked up about this stuff. It's the best. <laughs> it's not doing anything extra. It just feels cold. If you like cold stuff on your face, uh, look, I would bet that every single Talk Beauty listener has a fridge in their house. Go yep. and pop yep. your bloody sheet mask in your fridge next to your milk and it'll do the same thing. Amen. So it's literally, okay, so a skincare fridge is literally to save you walking from your bathroom to your fridge. That's essentially what it does. That's exactly right. I think it's just a lazy person's refrigerator <laughs> unit. <laughs> but Belle, if you were wanting to put a sheet mask, you know, if you're wanting to use one and you want it to be cold, couldn't you just put it in your fridge for like half an hour before you're going to use it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, you can ask my husband, sometimes I have to warn him, this is not food. This is not food. This is not food. <laughs> I was going to say, yes. <laughs> because there are some things that are nice in the fridge. Like I really like to, I've spoken about this before. I really like to store a Mario Badescu oh. facial mist. In oh, I was literally thinking that. So lovely yeah. to have a nice cold spritz, but I'm only doing it because I'm hot and I'm sweaty and I need to cool down. Not because yeah. it's going to do anything. <laughs> Amen. It's like aloe vera for sunburn. You know, like growing up, did you have aloe vera in the yeah. fridge when you got that summer sunburn yep. at the beach? Totally. Same thing. So you don't need a skincare fridge. <laughs> Good to know. Yes. Something else you don't need <laughs> is if you're new to skincare, you don't have to invest in really expensive oils and serums. There's no need for that. And, you know, as you become more experienced and more used to your skin, you might want to splurge. And that's not to say that that's the wrong thing. But if you're new to skincare, it's probably a good idea to invest in things that are a little bit less expensive. You might want to um, explore The Ordinary, for example. I know that's a brand that Rosie uses as well. Some of their oils, so for example, the hyaluronic acid, you can get off Adore Beauty for $12.90. Oh, so good. Yeah, I think it's the same price at Priceline too, actually. Yeah. yeah. So it's accessible. The price is accessible. Yeah. And if it doesn't work for you, then you haven't invested, you know, 50, 60. There are serums on the market that are a hundred plus dollars. So it's wow. just not a priority if you're new to skincare. Yeah. Love this. Oh my gosh. As you're going through this list, I'm just like, I wish I had this when I, <laughs> I mean, I have it now, I know, but I wish I had this back when I was starting to think because it is overwhelming. You go, what do I actually need? So, oh, I am loving this. Yeah. And I think it's really important too, because I, I found when I've gone to say, um, you know, laser clinics or whatever, the oils and serums, that's something that they definitely sell and they will try and sell it to you. And, you know, they're doing it for a good reason, partly, but, um, you know, but partly to make a commission, but, you know, do your research, you know, I have fallen into the trap in the past spending over a couple hundred dollars on serums that I have never used ever again. Um, yeah, I really like that point. So start with something that's a little bit less expensive. And then if you know that the ingredients in that particular serum work really well for your skin and you enjoy them, then you can invest in some more splurgy type products from other brands. Number three, I have one of these and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing or you shouldn't buy it, but it's just maybe not the first thing that you should buy. You don't need a jade or a rose quartz roller or any sort of guasa tool. Have you heard about the guasa tools? Are these the ones that look like a love heart? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so it's like a, like a 
block of um, what's the material? Rose quartz, I guess, is the material, right? Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. Okay, so I don't need this. No, you don't. And look, I, as I've said in a previous episode, the rose quartz roller is something that I have. Um, it was a, a gift that my sister gave to me. I really like using it. You sort of roll it over the skin. It's nice and cold without needing refrigeration. <laughs> and it just feels really nice. But again, I'm not under the pretense that this is something that is so vital and so essential. It doesn't need to be the cornerstone of your skincare routine. Not yeah. something that you need when you're starting out, but just so you know, they are around and the Guasa tools are very popular at the moment, aren't they? Ah, oh, right. I keep seeing them pop up on Instagram, like even just girls that I follow and have followed for a long time. They're loving it. And it kind of links for me when I've seen girls using this online, it links for me to what we said back in episode one about, you know, taking a moment for yourself in your little beauty and skincare routine. That's what it that's what it symbolizes to me. Like just giving your face a beautiful massage with a roller or a, or a gua sha. It feels nice. It's nice and cooling, but it's not something that you need to rush out and buy. Number four, and I know that you two both have this as well. You do not need a cache of sheet masks in your bathroom. You don't have to store, and I'm, I'm talking to myself as well because I tend to do this as well. Mm. I tend to store and hoard sheet masks how many yes. would you say you girls have at the moment? Oh, I've got a, I've, no, it's a whole drawer. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, oh my God. It is for the, I've got the face, I've got the eyes, I've got the lips. Wow. I've, I've got the mud mask. I've got the clay mask. Oh my God. This is so embarrassing. So I've got a lot and a lot of different brands. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like go to Woolies, like we go to Woolies. Ooh, I'll just grab that. Or <laughs> online at Mecca. Oh, I'll just grab that. Like that type of thing. Yeah. What about you, Bella? Have you got a drawer as well? I, I, I don't have a drawer. I probably would have about 15. Oh, I would wow. say. Okay. Yeah, I would probably have about 15. And I guess my advice to someone who's starting out in skincare is, yeah, they're really great and they're really nice, um, but you don't need to have that many. And I'm really starting to figure out that that's not my favorite way to mask personally. So what I would recommend is maybe grab some ones from Priceline. The Sukin ones are nice and natural. Mm -hmm. The Innisfree ones are really natural and gentle as well. They might be a nice place to start. They're relatively inexpensive, Rosa, which is why it's so easy to just slam one That's in. That's why I have car. a drawer of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And you, know, you might want to try whether you like a mud mask, whether you like something that comes out of a tube. Um, for example, the Innisfree Hydrating Volcanic Clay Blue Mask is very, very gentle. And that's mm -hmm. a nice place to start if you're not sure um, which one that you like. But don't buy a whole stack. Just try a couple and see what you prefer, I think, is the way to go. Such good advice. And can I just back up that Innisfree clay mask recommendation? You guys probably saw on our Instagram page that, you know, skin enthusiast Bella inspired me with her Innisfree recommendation. They're so fairly priced. I mean, each tube is only $14. It felt so gentle on my face. And, yep, I just wanted to back that up. I know this is an anti-haul, but I'm just backing it up. If you wanted to try one, <laughs> that's the one I'd recommend. And then finally, the fifth thing on the list is you don't need powerful exfoliating acids such as retinols or retinoids when you're first starting out in skincare. Um, as I mentioned to you earlier, my skincare journey has been about 15 years long and this is still not something that I am ready to try. Oh, wow. Um, okay. 
Yeah, so it's it's a pretty advanced step into skincare. It requires a really good knowledge of your skin and it requires a really good knowledge of how to use the product as well because it does come with a lot of rules. So start with basic things. Start with a really hydrating serum rather than something that has really active ingredients just to make sure that you're getting used to what your skin likes and what your skin doesn't like before you're, if you're misusing a retinol, um, it's going to be a lot more, there is a lot of room for error here. And it is quite a scary world. Like I hear that those words retinols, retinoids, and I kind of go, oh my goodness, that just makes me too nervous. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's really overwhelming for me as well. For somebody starting out, it's Mm. probably not the best place to start. And it's probably not what your skin needs to start off with. Amen. Oh, such sound advice. Yep. So that is the five things that maybe shouldn't be at the top of your list. Maybe later on. Love it, Bella. Well, we have a question from Chantal and Bella, she wants to know, what skincare products would you recommend for someone just starting out in this area? So we've gone through your anti-haul. Now, what are the products you're recommending? Okay. So off the back of the anti-haul, there's probably instead of recommending products, I'm going to recommend sort of guidelines, I guess. The first thing would be to get to know your skin. This is pretty controversial and you don't have to agree with me, everybody out there, but I personally feel like the idea that your skin is either oily or combo or dry or sensitive, I think it's rubbish. I I think it's... This is interesting. I love this so much. (laughs) I just feel like this concept is obsolete. And I just feel like my skin is reminiscent of Melbourne's weather. And I can have (laughs) all of those seasons, dry, combo, sensitive, all in one day and all in different parts of my face. So I don't subscribe to the idea that one person's skin is one of those. I think we have aspects of all of those um, just at different times and different places. What do you guys think? I find this so interesting because uh, well, just revolutionary because I've just grown up thinking that, you know, that's my skin. That's my skin type. Um, And I've actually always thought, well, I'm a little, I'm a little bit oily. I'm a little bit dry. So I've always thought I'm combo, but now you're telling me that I can be everything. (laughs) <laughs> which makes more sense because I have always felt that, but I've gone, no, 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 but I'm more oily. I'm more combo. Or, yeah. It's like in episode one, I think you said, Bella, that, you know, our skin changes and it's like our skin has seasons itself. That's why I love your analogy there with mm-hmm. Melbourne's weather. Um, that makes so much sense because I think it depends what you're going through emotionally, stress-wise, environment-wise. You know, we had a whole episode on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um the weather itself, when you're outdoors in the wind, like everything, uh, you know, you guys know me. I've never known what skin type I am. <laughs> Didn't even know what combo <laughs> meant until like I met you two. Um, so I completely agree with this and I'm not the expert, but I'm just saying, I think my skin has a little bit of everything at all yep. different times. Completely agree. We've seen it this year yep. in 2020. Like how can we say we're just oily when I know my skin has been oily and dry mm. and sensitive yep. all at once, but in different areas of my face. So totally, I really, I'm really finding this interesting, Belle. And just, you know, keep in mind, I'm not an aesthetician. I'm not a dermatologist, but I yes. just think that 
yeah, I subscribe to what you were saying that, you know, there are so many factors that go into the condition that your skin is in. And most of us would get up in the morning and I don't, I don't, I think most of us would do this, but I get up in the morning and I look at my skin mm. and yeah. I see what am what's happening today. Am I red? Did I get enough sleep? You know, has that patch of dryness resolved overnight and every day is different. So I just think that that idea is, is, a little bit outdated and that perhaps we need to ask ourselves what feels good what product feels good when i put it on my skin um, looking at your skin and thinking what are the areas that you want to address is it that patch of dryness is it that you feel like your skin is um, needing some more moisture and then also thinking about what do you have time for so many different people um, make up the talk beauty fam and they're all so different we've got mums we've got younger people we have our parents and our mums and our sisters and everybody is different and everybody is and is willing to subscribe more or less time to their skin absolutely yep amen i think as well the old the old cliche of you will put time into what you value that kind of comes into play too and i come back to it again 2020 seems like it's been the year of skin and all yep. the lovely ladies that are listening to us yeah they've all said more than ever this year it's a big focus yeah, absolutely. And if you are, if you're a busy mom and the only thing you have time for is, um, you know, sunscreen in the morning, that's great. That's fine. And that's going to be very different to someone who wants to invest, you know, a nice little spa moment in the bathroom in the morning. And both of those are completely okay, but they're very different skincare routines. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I think if you're starting from scratch, you, there's three things that you, you have to do. You've got to find a way to cleanse or remove makeup. Even if you're not wearing makeup, you need to find a way to cleanse your skin because you need to moisturize and you need to protect. You need to use sunscreen. So they're the three cornerstones, I think, of skincare. Cleanse, remove makeup, moisturize, and sunscreen. And then once you find things that work for you in those areas, then you might choose to add something to sort of treat your skin. It might be a face hero. It might be hyaluronic acid from the ordinary. Interesting. So you use a toner, don't you, Rosa? I do. Like I use, and um, this is so interesting because I use the um, witch hazel toner, which is all very natural, um, a very, very, very natural toner. Um, and that was based on a recommendation from two of my friends who use it as well. So I do use it. Some days I don't, like today I haven't put it on, mm -hmm. um, but most days I do. And I just feel like it refreshes my face. So Maybe it's not actually doing anything. Maybe it's just in my mind. I don't know, but I, I like the feel of it. Maybe that's more why I use it. I like the feel of it on my skin. I think Rosa that you absolutely should keep using it because well, thank it you. feels good. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the other questions. If it feels good, if it targets something that you want to address in your skin and it's something that you want to have time for in your skincare routine, there's nothing wrong with it. For me, it just makes me feel really, really dry. Um, and it's just not something that my skin needs at the moment. Maybe in time it will, but for at the moment, I, it's just not something that I use. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I like yeah, that. And Good again, point. it comes back to the point that we're all different. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've got another hack for somebody who's new to skincare. Don't be afraid to ask for samples of skincare. I know that I've spoken about how much I love the Tarcha Dewy Skin Cream from Mecca, um, but I don't love that it's $104. So, <laughs> I'm sure you don't. <laughs> oof, indeed. 
<laughs> so before I bought it, I actually had three samples of this product from Mecca before I was ready to commit. Because Amazing. my skin is so sensitive, I yep. just felt so reluctant to buy something at that price range if it was going to react to my skin. So I had a couple of samples. I used it for, you know, an extended period of time and it was fine. And they're really happy to give you samples. So I would say, don't afraid to ask for a sample mm -hmm. if you are not convinced that the product's for you, or you just want to go home and have a little bit of a play before you commit to the full, um, full size product. That's I really amazing. love this. I love this advice because I didn't actually know you could do that. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't save me a lot more money, Bella, if you told me earlier. <laughs> That's awesome advice. I love this. Um, also, was thinking if we spoke a little, a little bit before about overwhelm and how overwhelming the landscape of skincare is. Yep. So if that is what you're feeling, if there's a brand that you like and trust, explore within that brand before you extend and before you go beyond. And I know that this is something that you did, Em. Yes, it is. And I, um, you know that I did it with, with GoTo, but also very recently with your beloved Mugu. So after you recommended the oil cleanser from Mugu, of course, I went and added that to my cart, inspo from Rosa, and <laughs> loads of girls that listened to us went and got it. Um, but I also saw on their site, they've got this gorgeous little starter kit and they give you little test tubes of so many of their products. So that was an awesome little find on their website. It was really cheap too. Yeah. And they've got a really wide range of products in that trial pack, which is so great for somebody. And a big shout out to the Talk Beauty fam too, because I actually can't find the Mugu oil cleanser at my local mm -hmm. chemist anymore because you've all bought it. Wow. Which is fantastic. Oh it makes me very happy. It's <laughs> amazing. And the final tip I think I have for someone who's starting out in skincare is know the return policy of the store that you're buying from. Um, not a lot of people know the returns policy for Mecca, for example, is within 90 days, if you've used a product lightly, they say lightly sampled, you can return it to the store for an exchange or a store credit which is really good to know in case you bring a product home and it's actually not working for you. You're not enjoying it. And perhaps it's just not the right fit for you. That is brilliant. I think, I don't know, is every girl like me, you just kind of assume that it's like when you cut the tags off something, you can't return a piece of clothing. I kind of thought that would be the same for yeah. skincare and makeup. Once you take the seal off, you're done. You can't return. So that's incredible to know that. Yeah. I think it's a real credit to these stores who understand and these brands that understand that everybody's skin is different and that perhaps it's not going to be the right fit for you and, and that's okay and it's really great to see them support people who maybe just want to bring a product back and say this didn't work for me can you help me with something else yep love this interestingly Sephora um in the U.S. when I was traveling in the U.S. and I've traveled in the U.S. quite a bit um I bought a product from Sephora in New York city and it was a, like a lip um, scrub and my lips are really sensitive. And I used it that night in the hotel and I reacted to it. Not very badly, but I could just tell that this was not the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. Brought it back the next day, um, got a store credit, bought something else. No questions asked. The ladies, there were fantastic. It was the Sephora in Columbus circle. They were fantastic. Mm -hmm. However, <laughs> I was really interested to see that this returns policy is not actually reflected in Sephora Australia. Oh. So if you need to return something in Australia, 
it is within 30 days and the product cannot be opened or used. So yeah, it's very different, which I always assumed it was the same in Australia, but it is, it isn't the same. Um, So two very different returns policy, but it just really, I think it's really important to know what it is from the store you're shopping from. Not to say that one is better than the other, but it's just good to know what your options are, I think. Totally. So again, just doing that little bit of research and reading, it can really pay off. Definitely. Agree. Love it. Oh, Bella, you know, you're always so good with the advice. So I couldn't help but include another question today from a listener. So a beautiful listener of ours, Katie. And the reason I wanted to do this is because this ties in so well with what we're about to go into. So you ladies all know this is our anti-haul episode. So I'm a little bit opposite. I already know this with this question. So we're going to have an interesting conversation. But beautiful Katie asked the question for Bella, silk pillowcases, do you use them? Go ahead. I feel like I'm going to make some enemies here. But you know that I'm, I'm just going to be honest. And sometimes I can be savagely honest. No, I don't use them. I think they're gimmicky. I don't see the benefit. I'm sorry, because I know that you have them at your house. I have like four. <laughs> oh my god, the money, the money. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they look beautiful and they feel beautiful, but um in terms of a skincare point of view, um I I think the claims are that you're preventing wrinkles and um you know, creasing on the face and things like that. Yes, and another claim that I had read is that, you know, cotton, which most of us are using hopefully lovely quality cotton sheets, even bamboo, that some of that will absorb moisture. So we know like sweat, you know, we know sometimes how gross our pillows can get so they can absorb moisture. And the idea of a silk pillowcase is that they don't absorb. So all the beautiful moisturizer you've put on your skin before you go to bed will stay on your skin and won't get sucked into the pillow. If you, if you sleep on your face, um, look, that's not the, the sole reason I bought it. I actually mainly looked into them for my hair, to be honest. I'm yes. someone with sort of, not curly, like wavy, frizzy hair, mm-hmm. not ideal. Um, so when I straighten my hair, which is actually quite a lot, I was just finding I'd wake up and it's gone. It was wavy again. It was messy uh, from little things like sweat or getting too hot. And I, look, I, it's not perfect, but I have found it to be better. Um, so I've actually straightened my hair today. I might go to bed on my silk pillowcase tonight and I will let you know how I'm looking in the morning. <laughs> interesting. I find that interesting because I've got naturally very, very curly hair. Um, and I've have thought about silk pillows, pillowcases for that reason, um, yeah. for the curls, but I just didn't really know if it was a, you know, something I should actually invest in or if it was a gimmick. <laughs> Not sure whether um, it's on team I don't really know where I stand anymore because you're both on either side and I just don't know where to go. <laughs> look, I love how it feels. Bella, you said before, look, I'm sure they feel good. They do. They, they feel delicious. Like who doesn't love a cold pillow? You know, you flip the pillow mm-hmm. over the cold side. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That amazing feeling is times by like 10 with a silk pillowcase because it's so cool and so smooth and soft. So look, I will keep using them. I love them. Benefit wise for skincare, I don't really know. Yep, jury's out for me. I'm going to go with a no. <laughs> and I just love your savage honesty as always. We know that. <laughs> I'm going to say this might be the one thing the Add to Car Girl doesn't buy immediately. I'm going to be honest. I know. I think we've found it. I, I don't know. I'm not 100% convinced. I was going to say she's really not convinced. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just like, I've got naturally curly hair. Like, 
Is a pillowcase going to st- stop that? I don't think so. I No. But, you know, if you give it to me for free, oh, I'm willing to try it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely look for sales, ladies. I mean, seriously, oh, yes. they're very expensive. I've only bought them on sale. So definitely don't spend the full price um be interesting to see if listeners use them might do a little poll on our instagram yes um so we might transition into our proper anti-haul so we know bella obviously is not going with the silk pillowcase neither is our ad to cart girl i cannot believe it <laughs> i've already hauled the silk pillowcase but let's go into what i have got on my anti-haul list so far in my very short skincare journey for me a huge one thanks to bella were my cheapy kind of supermarket lip balms. I've always been addicted to lip balms. I've always had quite dry lips. I'm quite sensitive, like you said, you are, Belle, Um, especially in windy, warm weather. I get really red, chapped, dry lips. I've been using things over the years, such as pawpaw ointment, Carmex with the beeswax, the little tubs and the tubes. Um, There's even those generic pawpaw brand ointments used them all really. I mean, they're like three or four bucks, chuck them in the trolley when I'm doing the groceries. Never again. Okay. Never again. I am a Lano Lips convert now. As you said last episode, it's one ingredient, it's natural and it bloody works. Okay. Like I put that on before I go to sleep and I wake up and I do not need to touch my lips. When I was using the old stuff, I'd wake up the same, Mm. honestly just no benefit in my eyes and it's got so many nasties in it. So definitely anti-hold all them. Are you going to share with the listeners the savage hour conversation we had in messenger about, I don't like those things quite savagely. I think I like, in case oh. you couldn't get the vibe, I think I was actually screaming. Yeah. <laughs> lots caps, of caps lock. Didn't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> lots of caps lock in that chat. Yeah. I think you should actually recap some of the reasons because I want to hear your savage tone again. I'll try and tone it down for the podcast. But it makes me really angry. Um, so Vaseline, the, the main ingredient in Vaseline is um, petroleum jelly or petrolatum. It's something that's always been on my anti-haul list because it's something that I'm extremely allergic to. Um, I will get a really red, um, dry, itchy, painful rash on my lips anytime I use that. So I've learned to stay away from it. But what frustrates me is that pawpaw ointment Mm. is marketed as pawpaw. Mm -hmm. But the main ingredient in that classic pawpaw, that red tube that we're also Mm. really used to, is Vaseline. It's it's petroleum jelly. It makes me so mad too. It actually really does. Because I fell for it. All those years fell for it. It's something that I picked up even, you know, as you know, this look, this looks natural. This is Australian made. Um, this might be something that's my lips are okay with. And then when I had the same reaction as I did to Vaseline, um, and to oh. anything with petroleum jelly, I sort of drew the connection between the two and that. <laughs> and they're quite popular products too. Oh, like yeah. They're very popular. Greenly. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. That's why it's definitely on my anti-haul list because you, I've learned more than ever this year, read those ingredients. Yep. So important too. And I'm so glad I have because my lips have never been better. I mean, some women I'm sure would say they don't even need anything for their lips. That's great. I just know I need something and Lano Lips has saved me. So the tub of Vaseline is well down the tip by now, Bella. Be proud. I threw it in the bin after that savage night in our messenger chat. <laughs> so that's a couple of things that I've definitely got on my anti-haul. The final thing for me, again, it's a short and sweet list, 
is actually for my hair. So I mentioned before, I'm sort of a curly, wavy, frizzy kind of gal. In summer, love a good beach wave. Um, I love actually having salt water in my hair. I think it looks better than ever. I used to use mousse. And yes, it made my hair look curlier, which I liked, and it sort of held it in place. But it's so crunchy, and it just doesn't look natural. <laughs> so I've decided, no, nah, no more with the mousse, really no more with the hairspray either when I'm having my hair down and wavy. Instead, I've got a cute little salt spray, which just reminds me of being at the yes. beach. So yeah, sea salt spray. Yes. Love it. Exactly. So mousse yeah. me, no go. Last thing on my anti-haul list. And that's me done. I think that's going to be a quote. It's too crunchy. <laughs> crunchy and hair is probably not something we want. No, right? no, no. But what about you, Rosa? I know you are very into your hair. Yes, hair is very, very important to me as I'm stroking it now, just filming this. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm naturally curly, naturally thick hair. My hairdressers have always hated my, well, they love my thick hair, but it's a lot to work with. Mm -hmm. So hair is um, very, very important to me. I leave it curly. I leave it straight. I take a lot of pride in my hair and it is very, very healthy. And it's always been very healthy. Um, and that's probably because I do not wash my hair frequently. And by frequently, I mean, I wash my hair once a week. Now that, yeah, that might be a bit controversial and Please do not judge me if you're listening to this. I think it's goals. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, totally goals. Thank we've you. Been, uh, we've been trying to reach your level, but we're, we're look, getting there, aren't we, Bella? Look, we're getting there. slowly, very slowly. <laughs> look, I just want to say, firstly, you need to know your hair. So for me, again, um, I've got naturally curly hair and washing my hair once a week works for me. So I've been doing this now for since my teens, I don't even know how old oh, I am, wow. trying to figure out, I don't know, let's just say since I was about 13, I'm thinking probably like 14 years, 15 wow. years. Yeah. And it happened when um, one of my former hairdressers um, told me when I was younger that I don't need to wash it every day. I don't need to wash it even every second day. And that's because I'm actually stripping out the natural oils in my hair yep. and I'm causing more damage to my hair. So what I did basically um, as a teenager is that I would slowly um, extend the hair washing days. So I would go every two days, every three days and so on and so on to the point now where I'm washing it once a week. Mm -hmm. um, and I plan those days and I love it. And my hair has just, is just super, super, super healthy. It is stronger it's longer. It's just, it's just awesome. And it works too time-wise. Now I don't, uh, to be, I'm being a bit, I don't know. It is about the hair care, but also time management. I only wash it once a week. So I save on a lot of time. Um, also, I can afford to then go and spend, you know, a lot of money. I am a Descartes girl, but a lot of money on salon quality products, mm -hmm. um, you know, shampoos, conditioners. I've got a couple like I have got um, just, you know, really natural salon quality shampoo conditioners, but I've also um, gone a little bit lighter. So I've got blonde highlights in my hair. So I needed a blonde shampoo. I've also got the shampoo and conditioner for blonde hair. Um, I've then got, you know, styling products and I can afford to do all that because I'm only washing my hair once a week. I'm only putting those products in my hair once a week. Yeah. Um, and so they're lasting months and months and months. 
Um, now that is not to say that I don't wash my hair when it's needed. Mm. So if I'm somewhere like I went on holidays at the start of this year, and that was probably the most I've ever washed my hair being at the pool and everything, I had to wash it. So if it needs to be washed, you wash it. And of course, you know, sweat and products might cause your hair to become oily. So for me using, um, argan oil, the Moroccan argan oil, that makes my hair really, really oily. I can't use it. So, and again, yeah, yeah. So all I'm just going to say here is know your hair. So different types of hair. Some people, um, a lot of people that have really, really straight dead hair tend to have to frequently wash their hair a lot more than say me. Yeah. Um, when my hair is naturally curly as it was in lockdown one, cause I didn't care anymore. <laughs> um, you wouldn't need, like, I wouldn't even, I'd have to remind myself to wash my hair in that week because I could never see the oil. Yeah. So everyone's hair is different. Really curly hair people tend to not, they just, their hair doesn't get oily. Yeah. That one day, the, the day I have to wash my hair, that's the day it gets oily. Not the day before, not two days before that one day. So it's like a reminder. It or, knows. It knows. Yeah, it knows <laughs> it needs a wash. Um, but yeah, for straight hair, you might, you know, it might be every two. Mm -hmm. uh, days and that's okay. Just for me, it's know your hair, um, and try and push it out. Try and train your hair because again, you want to protect your hair and not wash out the natural oils and replace them with say cheap supermarket oils in shampoo and styling products. So yeah, know your hair, have a test, test it out, see how many days you can go. I know Bella, M, you've been doing, how many days have you gone now? What's your, like, I'm seven days. So again, do not judge me. Seven. Um, I don't judge you. I don't (laughs) judge you. I aspire to you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I love it. I'm on, I'm on about six the last I love it. Oh, that's impressive. And I have to say that, Rosa, when we first met, this is something that we spoke about. And I just remember being in complete awe of this superpower that you have. Thank you. And I said to you, just teach me, teach me how to do this. And then you said, you know, you've got to push it out one day at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. And then, you know, there'd be days where I'd come to work and go, I really want to wash my hair. And you were like, no, dry shampoo, dry shampoo. You've got to use the dry shampoo. You've got to exploit the ponytail. You've got to use the headbands. Like I have used every hair tool at my disposal to get to six days. And I have to say that I'm finally starting to see a difference. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's it's stronger, isn't it? It's just stronger. It's healthier. And it just doesn't get oily. Normally I would have done every two days because my hair is pin straight. Yep. Dead straight. Exactly what I was talking about. Yep. So I would really, really feel... Um, you know, like my, my roots and my scalp were like not looking very fresh after two or three days, but now I really did feel, you know, when I washed it, um, yesterday, I really felt like, you know what, I could have even gone another day. Wow. Ooh, try and push it. Try and get to the seven. Try and do it. <laughs> Goal. Yes. His goals. Oh, you're definitely beating me, Bella, but I've gotten a lot better at it because I'm really trying only wash it if I'm desperately wanting to, like if I have already styled it and used loads of dry shampoo or if I've sweated from a personal training session or um, yes. I think the most, I definitely haven't got to six. I reckon I've gotten to five five days. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. And That's I'm with fantastic. you, Rosa, actually, I'm copying you that the artificial oils, like that's on my anti-haul list too. I don't touch them yeah. anymore. Yeah. Never. Yeah. 
Good marketing, I think, with those. And I, yeah, I, I think that's it. Well, girls, that's the end of this episode. But the conversation continues over on Instagram at TalkBeauty1. We hope you will meet us there. We also hope you will click follow if you listen on Spotify. And don't forget to rate and review if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please. (laughs) Only five stars, please. Five stars. Only five. (laughs) If you need more information about a product that we've mentioned this episode or in any episode, we add them in the show notes for you. So don't forget to check that out. If you do have a question for us, you can slide into our DMs on Instagram and we might feature your question and answer in an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for listening and for your ongoing support, everybody. Every single thing you do for us does not go unnoticed. Every like, every comment, every little engagement with our stories that we put up, whether it's a poll or a question box, we smile every single time. So please keep doing that. Please keep talking about it. Pass us on to your friends. Thanks so much again for listening for the third time round. And we look forward to the next time we can talk beauty with you. Bye.